The Gold Circle is recorded on the land of the Yagara and Turrbal people, and we acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture, and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. Oh, well, thanks, Luke. Just press and record for me. All right. Cool. All right, let's go. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Gold Circle, Australia's number one Nepal podcast. I'm your host, Nick Bleeger. With me, as always, is Luke Tom. Hey. And special guest, Junior Levy. Hello. <laughs> so enthusiastic. Yeah, I know. It is far color. too early. <laughs> we've, we've been doing Much. these early recordings, and I said to Luke pre-show, I was like, you know, I'm a little bit overdoing a 7 and 9 o'clock uh, recording, but unfortunately, schedule's just uh, not allowing us to do these things. So sometimes you'll get podcasts where we're busting full of energy because it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday, and then you'll get one of these where there's a little less energy. So we're just going to like... <laughs> We're going to fire up a little bit, um, and we figured the best Definitely. way to fire up would be... Oh, with your dirty chai. Don't... Are oh you serious? <laughs> Why would you attack me like that? Oh Listeners, God. if you don't... As it, opposed to a clean chai, like... Well, it, there's a difference. Like, a chai has no coffee in it, and then a dirty chai has a coffee shot in it. Oh. That's why it's a dirty chai. So you get chai. the spices and the kick. Always. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah, it's great. Thank you, Junior. Junior also defended me pre-show when Luke was making fun of me for having I a I will say chai. this. Uh, I don't know if I should name him, but a lovely friend of the show did message me and say that apparently I sound straight. Wow, that's surprising. <laughs> wow. I was in hysterics. Wow. I was like, maybe it's just like, Queensland gays sound straight in New South Wales. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? Uh, that's but good yeah, to know, though. Funny. That's good. I'm glad that people. Maybe, think- maybe I'm just too mass for mass for dirty chai. That's what I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you only drink. Well, you only drink long blacks, don't you? Uh, no. Well, you don't have to espresso, now. Espresso. Right? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, I because- pretty much just drink espresso like a crazy psychopath. Yeah, that's real. Well, and I mean, if you look at the game today, we're recording this on a Saturday morning. Uh, Luke's going to be running onto that court. So, well, I haven't actually had any coffee, so yeah. Oh, well, give it anyway, time. Like, give it time. Anyway, uh, so we, we, we're going to we're going to fire up a little bit because um, we've had qu- quite a few people, and this is something that we haven't addressed. Um, obviously, uh, the Gemma Mai Mai controversy, and you know what? I shouldn't be saying the Gemma Mai Mai controversy. Just the controversy around the Indigenous round for um, the Super Netball. Last weekend up in Cairns. Um, so for those of you that were not aware, uh, so Gemma Mai Mai had an opportunity to come on the court when the Firebirds were up by, I think we there was 10 points with how long to go? I should have probably checked this, but... Um, so there were multiple there were, yeah. there were multiple opportunities for her to come on the court. I yeah, think they were up yeah. by six in the first quarter. Yeah. So And there was a, a shot where I think Dunkley had come down with a cramp and Mai Mai was getting ready to go on the court and then ended up getting sat down. Um, and... Uh, obviously, that sort of fueled quite um quite a lot of uh, discussions and, and uh, sort of explosions of of the community from the community um towards the firebirds. And now we're not really here to attack or criticize these things. I think for us today, what we wanted to do, and Junior, this is why we had you on to sort of have you give you a platform to speak of your experiences and ways that we can continue to push and develop 
and help these local communities and um, and the people as well. Um, so f- for us, you know, we're not here today to to to, to slang, to throw any sort of shit. Um, as as much as the tea is really sometimes nice at the, for us, Luke and I will be looking at this as a way that we want to talk to these communities and um, amplify the voices where we can. Um, I think it's it's really important and. Uh, the controversy hasn't it hasn't died down it's still going um which, I th- which yeah. is excellent which is great because it yeah. and it's not even it's not even a it's not even criticism that's coming out of it it's it's further discussions and it's constructive discussions that are coming out of it and it's making it's making people more aware i think of the importance of of the um of the indigenous round as well um you know one of the things that the firebirds were sort of criticized for was that they were using jemima the only indigenous player in the league as their as the podium she was the one that she was the trophy that was being handed around during indigenous round being like hey we're the only team that has we're so proud and blah blah blah. and you know they are i we know that for a fact that they are very proud to have a Gemma on the on the squad um but then obviously the opportunity to to have her play in front of um crowds up in Cairns just wasn't uh you know um seized and probably should have been i guess um probably a question for you junior is probably a good place to start is obviously um i think that press release as much as we don't want to slam firebirds i I think it's important to sort of um talk about the fact that in that press release they sort of talked about Gemma sort of providing cultural awareness um and i guess in your experience um you know how does that sort of Obviously, I don't necessarily agree, but you know, how do you sort of deal with that? Yeah, it's it's funny because um, I will say this: when I first, when I read the Firebird statement, and I was, I think I was in the middle of work, I was in the middle of a meeting, I read it online on my phone, and um, I just skimmed over, it, and the first thing I thought was that um, obviously they wanted to rush and get, get, you know, really get a statement out, um, but I thought that they actually probably didn't think about um, the statement holistically in terms of um, how would they look in different angles um, uh, instead of just rushing to say sorry or take or trying to take responsibility without actually considering um, the impacts. Because um, I think, you know, in saying that, like, you know, I think they, they, did, they did themselves a disservice by obviously one... Um, you know admitting that this is the you know the game strategy is to win which is which is honestly and true but then also admitting that they rec- they didn't recognize a community expectation which you know it's 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 very much um it's it's you're gonna you know you're probably gonna do wrong like you know it's, it's really hard to get that stuff right but when you get it wrong it's so glaringly obvious and that's actually actually what's happened and then i think the third and probably the most the worst part of that media release is is actually you know openly stating that you know Gemma um you know Gemma provides you know you know like kind of um making inference to her providing cultural awareness or like teaching cultural awareness um which is really really dangerous because what that means is that that you know automatically it's like there's this notion that she's responsible for making sure that the team's culturally aware which she's not um she's just a player like everyone else it just happens to be that she's an, indig- an indigenous woman and the only indigenous one in the whole league um but also it just means that they um it just means that they lack you know the ability to look at at um at who Gemma is first as a person um more as as more than what she actually provides to the team um which is probably the most harmful part because i think what um 
the whole issue just, um, I guess, opens up a glaring um, problem that Netball Australia has in general, um, in terms of how they've always interacted with um, Indigenous players or players um, from minority communities. Um, and I think that's kind of the bigger issue here. Did you want me to keep diving into it or? Yeah, go. Yeah. Like if, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, oh, okay. So I thought. But it was kind of like, I don't know how to continue if that makes sense. And I don't mean. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, no, no. Well, look, honestly, I think um, when I have conversations with people, it's funny because this, obviously this issue has now leaked out of netball and everyone's talking about it now. Like so many of my friends um, outside of netball are like posting about this, uh, sharing that Facebook status, uh, sharing that Instagram post um, about Gemma and like, you know, really speaking about, about, um, you know, uh, indigenous um, issues and how they pertain to netball. Um, I think my problem is my problem, sorry, not my problem, but what I see as the issue is um, the fact that I think society in general, and I'm speaking purely towards the netball, is that um, we're looking for symbols of progress instead of actual progress. And to me, I think the indigenous round um, is a massive is a massive pointer to that because what happens is we we really build this week up we put this week on a pedestal and everyone's changing dresses everyone's getting new shoes everyone's like we're painting this different ball and then the total different contrast is once that week's done all of a sudden it's back to normal all of a sudden and so what that means is that um there's a symbol um of progress that we want to have and we show it, but there's not no actual progress happening. And it's so funny that well, it's not funny, but it's um, it's quite um, it's quite interesting, and it's actually quite glaring the issue because you know that could have been avoided really, really easily, and a million things could have happened for that not to happen. But I feel like it had to happen for us as a nipple community to see that we're not actually progressing it just looks like we're progressing when we do indigenous weekend we it just it's a symbol of progress versus actual progress because like post indigenous round this year we've now actually seen the actual progress and there's no progress at all because we had you know the story come out about the missing firebird um and then mm, obviously two uh, only like two other indigenous players and then celeste wrote that massive article um and i don't know if you guys have read the um article by Celeste, but she basically calls out how racism stopped her netball career before it even started. Um, and I remember seeing, and Celeste was another player who is from Queensland, um, and I remember seeing her in 21s, and then she moved to New South Wales or something, and then she just fell off the grid and like was never seen in netball ever again. And it's just another one of those stories um, that you hear so much about, especially when it comes to our Indigenous um, sisters, um, and you just never see them come through, and, and why is that? And I think it's it's perfect like you know sunday like sunday midday like indigenous round um you know we're all in it everyone's in it together 24 hours later and we see the reality of netball australia and it's it's quite glaring because that it's a really good example of you know symbols of progress um versus actual progress and i and, and um, i think and, if you look yeah. at the the round as well uh, putting the the controversy aside the indigenous round to me over the last few years has literally just been they they get to put on a, a pretty dress with a design from a first nations artist and i think having like you said junior with this sort of progress after the actual round which uh, i i think there's a lot to learn from from this in just in the grand scheme of things not just for the firebirds but for for all clubs really that to take mm. it more seriously oh, to invest in those um 
indigenous programs and indigenous people that come into the clubs and and do and do the work um i know collingwood has had someone come in um this season to help um sort of give clarity to you know uh first nations programs and players and opportunities um uh, you know i've spoken to a few people at collingwood about that and it's been really interesting they took and, and spoke. I spoke to Jeeva at, up in Townsville as well, and she she took the Indigenous round very very seriously. The free the flag um, shirts were her idea, um, and she pushed that to be something that was worn by the entire team. Um, you know, and, and and it's small things like that. Um, but I I think I think the question that I have, and and it's it's hard because you know like um, First Nations people. Uh, are tired of this they're, they're tired of being like oh well, what can we do what can we do and it's like well I, I've been trying to do stuff and you've not listened or it's just fallen by the wayside so oh, I, and it's I, very that yeah it's and that I, energy it's to, yeah. yeah and, and I, I guess the question that I have is and I mean there's a there's a, you know a contradiction to it but as a netball community in terms of what we can do moving forward to continue to raise awareness and to how and how can we use our platforms and our community to help grow and work within these other communities because that's something that I we Luke and I have spoken about over the course of this season is that we still want to continue to work and try and get yeah. uh, grassroots opportunity to grow because there's such a there's such a severe disconnect between top level netball and then all the local clubs and, and communities and stuff like that and luke i think you said there's a few indigenous programs as well that are floating around as well uh yeah cans netball um which uh sharon finn and white um has involvement um up north from what i was talking to her on twitter I, it's not actually backed by and and i could be very wrong here sure. but i don't think it's backed by netball queensland and i don't think they have government funding um, and you've obviously got the Shooting Stars program, which I personally think um, is sort of a great initiative by mm. FIFA, yeah. um, which actually aims, um, I think their aim is to get uh, more Indigenous kids um, into into school, basically, yeah. improve school attendance through Nepal, um, which I think is an amazing initiative. And the way that they've been able to... Um, sort of push players into those areas is is amazing um but um one of the one of the questions i actually had for you junior is because you're um we're obviously the cabri series and we will talk about that in a moment but i i would just love to hear um sort of your experiences with new zealand netball um and how they deal with i guess culture because i i feel like you know, <laughs> from my perspective i feel like new zealand um you know, has a lot more respect for culture than I, I guess, middle class Australia does. Um, how how different is it with Nepal over there? I guess with their cultural aspects. Um, I think it's it's interesting um, because I think the Nepal, I guess, the Nepal Nepal's relationship to culture or to the indigenous people of the land um, is always, especially for Australia and New Zealand, is quite reflective of just society in general. Um, and it's very, it's a very deep rooted issue. Like you, it's it's not just netball. It starts all the way at the start. Like you know, um, I guess I'll just quickly check out this comparison there. So obviously, you know, Australia is probably one of the only nations in the whole world. Excuse me. Um, that doesn't have um, an official treaty with First Nations people, mm-hmm. um, and and sort of that 
that disconnect there on whereas on the flip side you know in new zealand we have the treaty of waitangi and and you know there's a there, there's an acknowledgement of of um of maori culture and, and the maori language and how it has to be taught in schools and this is and it's that ingrained culture there that creates you know a a, a true multicultural society in New Zealand especially since you know a lot of Pacific Islanders live in New Zealand there's a lot more um there's it's you know it's a lot more um dense in terms of like you know Pacific Islander participation and Maori participation so I think one thing I don't want to do is um is compare because it's a totally different like landscape Australia is so massive it's hard to manage you know people are widespread um but I will just say this obviously in New Zealand and um, because it's ingrained in our culture first and then it's netball second it's there is there's next to almost no need for all of that to come through because you know as new zealanders um you know a lot of us acknowledge maori culture from a very young age um a lot of us are you know you know um brown skinned as well and, and pacific islander and so you know the way that we interact um you know with white people and the way that translates into netball in new zealand um is obviously a lot more of a smoother more um you know free-flowing and and um an interactive relationship whereas over here it's it's obviously not that and that's and that's reflective of of society in general really um in terms of uh how the 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 issues that first nations people face in australia in general and then get to netball i think that's i think that's always quite um it's always an observation to look at um, yeah, but I and guess, I guess that's and, that's yeah. probably um, like in the previous chat. That's probably reflective of how you definitely your your experiences, I guess, through the Netball mm. Queensland pathway, and obviously uh, Netball Victoria as well. Um, so yeah, as it's almost like as a broader community, we have to do better, um, and then I guess we sort of move forward from there. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, it's it, it it's it's easy to say we have to do better, but I think in it's it's a matter of taking action and also continually when i talk to like i've talked to beryl and i and i i like i sit into Gemma's dms even though she probably hasn't seen it yeah. but i just like sent her like you know just a message of love and support um and just letting her know that you know however she's feeling is valid and and that you know she doesn't like the thing is uh, i feel for Gemma so much because this has really thrust her um people have really put this savior mark on her that she's going to save the day and 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 she's going to you know bring indigenous nepal australia to the light and i mean poor girl probably just wants to do her very best and represent her family and her friends and her and her mob she yeah. doesn't ask for all of this and now that she's been thrust into it, it's quite um it's, it's it must be a massive amount of pressure uh, but some of the other girls are just saying that they're tired like beryl's tired beryl got on beryl got on facebook and had a one-hour conversation with sue gordian which you know is would have been massively uncomfortable but also she shouldn't have to do any of that but she did it and you know these girls have said the ways in which they they need to be treated in order to be get, like you know the ways they need to be made space and we're just not listening um and when i say we it's, it's all of us it's not you know it's it's yes it's it's um it's top down but it's also bottom up in terms of you know from the top you know netball australia having systems and processes in place that that support you know that ensure there's equity in terms of how we support players of all backgrounds especially our, our indigenous sisters and um, we're bottom up making cultural shifts um in the way that we interact um with indigenous players at, at club level at you know in schools and when we play netball um 
yeah, it's 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 massive work, but it just it's work that needs to happen, and and we need to listen and actually do instead of you know listen and, and release a press statement or you know announce the diamond squad to distract from what's happening or or post different video. Like there's just a lot of noise happening in netball right now, which I think is netball Australia's go to when what they really should be doing is being like we we are not doing good we must do good now it's not we need to listen it's we need to do good and we're going to do good and you know these are the ways in which honestly my hot take is that we should get rid of indigenous round i said it i think that um yeah i said it in st kilda on a saturday morning i said it we should get rid of indigenous round i think i honestly we need to make sure that what we do at indigenous round is standard it's just standard Yep. So, like, we should be pushing some, like, you know, from the teams, we should be pushing them to have indigenous designs, period. The ball should always have that design on it. You know, the circle should always be, um, have marked because, like, um, some of these articles that have come out from these amazing indigenous players have stated that, you know, you play netball, you play the sport that you love on our land. Yeah. So, why wouldn't we address that? So, and I think if we make sure that, you know, at every stadium we start off with, you know, a welcome to country from an elder of that area, acknowledging, you know, the sacred land that we, we get to play the sport we love on. If we're having those indigenous dresses, if we're having, you know, and if those become the norm, there's no need to put this indigenous run on a pedestal. We know now that when I think of Australian Nepal, I think of that amazing competition where, you know, I, oh, I see indigenous culture just like, you know, thriving on TV, period. And that creates that's the that's the the baseline of where we stand now in Suncorp. And what happens is it that's how we actually create space for indigenous players because when those little girls watch TV, they'll see designs that are like, oh, that's that's the design on like a, a, you know in our mob's artwork. That's that that's that's how we show these girls that there's space here. The problem is these they're not asking our indigenous sisters aren't asking for handouts they're not asking for us to you know to give them easy access into um a diamonds a diamonds dress no what they're doing is they're asking to be understood how their path will be like inherently different due to you know who they are and and being indigenous that their path will definitely be different this is how they eat this is how they train this is how you know they're like you know this is how they're they're they govern and this is how the values that they have and how they're different and we just need to make space for them to be able to walk in that path and then be successful in netball um like you know i think indigenous netball women they just want to see at the table like they want to see at the table and we need to actually make space for them to have a seat right now ever like you know the seat the netball table in australia is just like it's 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 only for, it's, it's catered to you know the women that, that are currently on tv like i don't have to i don't have to say what women they like because you don't know you don't have to be that like you just have to turn on the tv to know what sport nipple australia caters to a specific type of person um yeah and we just have to give space and we have to make room at the table for indigenous women to feel that they have to, to, to sit there, that feel that they can sit there if they want to. And if they don't want to have a seat at the table, cool. But knowing that they have that space just allows them to, to ingrain that, you know, I belong there. That's my culture too. When I turn on the TV, that's standard. But I think we do them such a disservice by, for 51 weeks, um, we do nothing about, we talk nothing about indigenous netballers. And then for one weekend, we're like, indigenous this like designs shoes dresses yeah it's really, i 100 agree it's very with that. um it's very it's not it doesn't it again it just shows that we want it shows that we just have symbols of progress but in reality there's no actual progress there's no space um, being made for these women to feel like netball can be a sport that they can really succeed in 
yeah, that's my um. That's no, I, I think I think <laughs> making I, I feel like making space is yeah, like I feel like I yeah, that's that's a perfect perfect way of putting it because yeah, at the moment there isn't any space. Mm. I always I always get offended because I think people people will people will read those articles. The average netball um the average netball fan will read those articles and 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 think some of them will think that these girls are asking for handouts. Oh, she just wants she wants she just wants to walk onto court and take someone else's space that's probably just as good as she wants to be a diamonds player easily. Like, you know, they want all of this, blah 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 blah. No, we just want they indigenous girls want to look and see that if it's something that they can do, that their that their pathway is understood by those that are in that are ingrained in the system and they know that they're that, that they're welcome into the space and if they want to succeed they have space to succeed we're not we're not making space for them to succeed unfortunately which is why they're not which is why there aren't many indigenous girls um in in the upper echelons of nipple because we haven't made space for them to feel welcome enough you know to really bless us with their talents um i've seen and then you know that's this is always my um this is always my massive critique of Australian netball is that they they make space for a certain type of athlete that they want um, and if you're really really talented then, then it doesn't really matter but they don't really make space for a variety of players to really you know come into their own and and have different like you know an unorthodox type of player or it's always the same they make space for the same cookie cutter netballer um, and, and that doesn't work it won't work and and I think um, sort of sorry <clears throat> No, I think as well um, <laughs> I think as well we sort of see that Nick and I see that a lot um, like Roma who we play with um, she's from Fiji and um, mm-hmm. she has amazing flair and and that's the thing is I feel like um, sort of teams are missing out on that they're missing out on that diversity yeah, on yeah. the netball court yes, um, yes, and yes. it just builds the game it's so it's so much better than as you say cookie cutter stuff Exactly, but that's where we find. That's how. Um, that's how Nolene won World Cup last year. She got New Zealand's twelve best players and worked to each of their strengths and what they bring to the court, um, and found a game plan that that team could play amazing to, and they did, and they won. Um, so she embraced the talent that they have and allowed, you know, allowed players to have the space to play the way they play um, and utilize the special talents that they have. And and I see that happen here a lot, but it could. It could be a lot more. It could happen a whole lot more here. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Junior, thank you very much for sort of helping, uh, uh, you know, enlighten us with with the ideas and all that sort of stuff. You know, listeners, obviously, um, it's important. I think to to continue to discuss this. Don't let it fall back into into darkness. I think that's the oh, one definitely. thing that that sometimes goes wrong is that these issues, you know, they stay in the public light for for two weeks and then they die off and then. SSN gets to walk off scot free, and I think that's this is this is a moment where you continue to can you can continue to apply the pressure to them to make these formative changes to the game on a on a Please. on a you know a systemic level, but also on just a on a face value level, like you said, Junior, like having the courts played on the and those designs on the court specific to the the land on which that the stolen land on which that they're playing imagine, on. So. I mean- if, if they had been doing that from the start you would just identify Australian netball as, as as that we wouldn't have to talk about this because it's just the standard that we know um, and so I think you know there's there's like I think probably one of the only good things to come out of this is there is massive room um, to make 
major positive changes like you know in terms of when when you have an issue like this come up you know one the only well the only real good thing is the opportunity that you have to really really um enact change and make things a whole lot better and i think all eyes are on netball australia to see what happens next really uh, because this is not something that's going to go away not yeah. in 2020 <laughs> uh, uh, not uh, in um, yeah. the 2020 world that we live in that's it and I, and I think for, for, for Nepal Australia they, it's a real opportunity for them to to, to to blaze the trail you know like to actually make those changes and show Definitely. to the wider community it's like hey this is what happened and this is how we responded to that rather than this is what happened and then we you know sort of just let it like stay and in the public for for, to, yeah to, yep um, wait, wait for yeah, to keep so. moving. Yeah. Um, look, we're going to move on because um, we're just running a little bit over time at the moment. But no, you're right. um, we wanted to discuss the Cadbury series. Uh, so, Junior, you were selected. Congratulations for the Thank uh, you. New Zealand uh, men's side. How are they going to get you there? Yeah. Um, well, the Australian contingent. So, there's four of us players that live here in Australia. Um, we just if we fly over next weekend and then we quarantine um, and then go straight into camp after quarantine. Oh, the, that's with awesome. the rest of the team. Yeah, so there so are there exciting. are flights to New Zealand. Yeah, so there's um yes, yeah, so Air New Zealand um, are still operating uh, in oh. terms of between, but um you can't obviously New Zealand's borders are, are still closed as are Australia's, um, yeah. but obviously because we're citizens, um, because we're citizens of New Zealand, we can fly there and obviously enter the country, and because we're residents of Australia, we can come home. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So how, it's, yeah, it's, um, how excited are you for it, Junior? I'm like, I think um, it's um, it's of course very super exciting, but it's been a long process for us, especially here in Melbourne, um, with like probably one of the worst sort of lockdown experiences in the world. Um, needless to say, like excited is an understatement. Like I obviously cannot one wait to get out of this damn city for good, <laughs> um, and then. Um, <laughs> And then two, obviously, be somewhere that that has a little bit of freedom. But and then on top of all of that, the the, the massive bonus, but is actually the whole thing is is the ability to play netball and then and especially participate in Cadbury Series. So just very very grateful. Anything else for the Cadbury Series? Is there anything different this year for Luke? I can't remember if you mentioned there was something different to it this year in in terms um, of maybe the coverage of it was bigger. Isn't the teams the teams are different, aren't they? Yeah, so instead of instead of Fiji, there's the under twenty ones, which will be amazing. That's right. Um, oh my god! It'll be god. good to see them, and it'll be such good match play for them to play against. Obviously, and Grace, the Grace and, is in that team, isn't she? Yes. Yeah, and oh, Maddie Gordon that's... and Taylor Earl. Are you gonna Are you gonna do a switch where you play like goalkeeper or something and just? just oh, definitely. Can... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. I definitely you should. That'd be great. You want yeah. Grace? No, I think. Oh my yeah. god! Are you gonna do? Society... Are you going to do some like sort of camp stuff with her? That would be good. Because you remember how I'm, you were I'm not saying. Too sure what the, I'm not too sure how the camp stuff goes when we get to Palmerston North, but it would be fun to see them um, just like to, to be training alongside them or something rather. Well, I remember you saying that you'd love to work on her hold with her. So. Oh my God, yeah. It'd yeah, be, that'd be a great that. opportunity. I reckon if you yeah, said that be. to Knowles, if you said to that to Knowles, she'd be like, yep. Oh, to be fair, I think uh, I if I think Knowles probably has it under control, probably better than me. Uh. <laughs> it's always it's always helpful to help out another you know friendly giant where I can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I I said this, and I think you'd like the tweet. Um, I really feel like if 
some of the taller girls really got your uh, layup. They you can't defend it. Oh no, you can't. Definitely not. You can't. I think, like yeah, yeah. Like what do you I even do? Say, like, yeah. Well, I think the the key to being a, an effective tall, um, and I think we've seen you know the downside of that is you need to make sure that your game isn't one dimensional, um, mm. so that when the game changes, you can still adapt to it. So yeah, adding like things like layups, you know, make sure your holds right. Um, probably moving is probably a thing I do a lot of now more than anything is a lot of movement um, because I never just want to be plonk like under the post. Um, yeah, well, I remember when. I remember um, last time you were at Albion, you were actually taking out, like taking some shots from further out, um, and you were working on sort of spreading, being able to shoot those longer shots. That was interesting. Oh yeah, definitely. I am um, well. I I, um, I I train a lot here, obviously in the lead up to Cadbury, um, and I'm really trying to like. I think this is a really good ethos that I give myself when it comes to netball. Um, and my netball game is is to um is to try my best to not be like the seven footer. So like you know I need to make sure that I can do just as much as everyone else does in terms of like shooting mid to long and and making sure that you know I I can really drive and create space. And I think that's probably something I always tell myself. I've always tell myself that like I have to I have to pretend that I'm not seven foot and, and you know what can I do to still dominate and still get, and still get the ball. You're going to be the new Maria. I'll look for that through the series. I want to see some Maria. I want to see you in goal attack. (laughs) Do that circle edge nudge. Seriously, I would love to. I think that's the the end game, but I have to get my fitness together first because we're running at a solid GS and nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at the end of the day, like, you know, you can do that. So I reckon you just run a little bit of GA and make it work. I, d- I definitely I know I, and I, I know I can I'd love to um, but I'm very realistic about my ability to play like an effective GA game right now I'd be like first seven minutes all goods and then I'll just scrub out the last five <laughs> and just like be lazy hang on the baseline come out sideways a few times don't go first and pass all of that lazy stuff I, and I just that. don't want to be that player <laughs> I love that is me there's That's the scouting all, I don't even although but I don't then, even you know, go you know, out I don't even but you know, Jamal, if um if the coach turned around at Cadbury on, on national television and was like goal attack, I'd run for it. I'd be like, yes, oh, yes, <laughs> I want to see it. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to. Now, I do have to ask: Is there any particular players? Um, now I know Berger had an amazing season. Is there any particular players that you're watching out for that you think could potentially be a matchup nightmare? Oh, definitely, Maya Wilson. Um, and I, I, I was really hoping they play the Diamonds this year, but I, hopefully it comes soon because um, her game has obviously lifted tenfold. Yeah. Um, and and she's obviously you can see now she's fitter than ever. She's moving really well. She's shooting even better than um, she has before. Um, I think she's probably going to cause a lot of issues um, for defense ends everywhere because you know a hold like hers, it doesn't matter if you're a boy or girl. Um, you know, fucking giraffe it's it's a really hard <laughs> hold to get around um so so excited to see um how we um match up against her um and i think in the middle very very obvious like it's um you know poi can't be um you know poi keeps getting compared to like the second coming of temapara georgian so um i'm really excited to see how she matches up against the men you know give being that i think she's probably going to be the next starting center um you know mm. for years to come i think that's kind of her that's kind of where we see her um and, and obviously more than ever amelia Ryan as well in the shooting end like just 
she's always going to be a nightmare now. She's like solidified herself as probably the best call attack in the world at the moment. Um, oh, absolutely. Yes, for sure. Given given her range um, and given her movement, and I guess even now she just she just is a totally different player on court this year in terms of she is now really really a playmaker like she's really really coming into her own in terms of setting everyone up around her um and she's just yes when she's on she's unstoppable so it'll be it'll be really good all right now we have five minutes before i need to cut us off because we have a lot of work to do so i wanted to get your thoughts really quickly uh junior on the uh, on the australian diamond side i'm just going to read out the uh the players because we're actually releasing this episode before we actually did the diamonds discussion with abby yesterday so in goal attack for the uh, origin diamonds we have kira austin caitlin bassett gretel boyda sophie garvin Kara Conan, and steph wood in the midcourt, we have Jess Anstis, Verity Charles, Paige Hadley, Jamie Lee Price, Maddie Proud, Kate Maloney, Gabby Simpson, and Liz Watson. And on the defensive end, we have Courtney Bruce, Kim Jenner, Sarah Clower, M. Mannix, and Joe Weston. Junior, what are your thoughts? Um, first of all, I mean, I think there were some really, really interesting um, players that missed out. Um, I certainly think that um, you know Stacy's chosen a team that um, is consists of obviously the best that she's got available to her, um, but I think she took this opportunity to really get some get some new blood in there. Um, and obviously she's done that with just Anstis and obviously Verity coming into the fold, um, which I guess Nipple Twitter has been going off about and I've been adding to the fire um, <laughs> because there is an, a, a glaring and like, you know, I'm there's no elephant in the room. It's glaring. The fact that, you know, two fever fringe players are now in the squad and she's obviously the fever coach. So people will, people will, will say that people will think that um, even though, regardless of the actual truth. Um, I thought it was very interesting that um, Amy Parmenter and Lauren Moore missed out. Um, I think a good opportunity to um, get them into the Diamonds environment uh, missed, I think. Um, I but think otherwise, I think... Parmenter's a massive uh, submission. Yeah. yeah, I... It's funny because they... Um, what's it called? Liz... Uh, I think when they had like, you know, my diamond seven, um, I think probably a couple of weeks ago, everyone had Amy Parmenter at wing defense. Oh, that's um, so to right. see her they not even, too. yeah. So to see her not even make the squad after everyone basically saying that she's been the performing wing defense of, of the year is, is quite, is quite interesting. I would like, it's, that's a mass 19 players is a massive squad. Why not just make it 20 and add Amy to it? Um, so that's, that was a bit weird, um, especially since they named Gretel, but she's obviously not going to be available to train for a while. Um, it's quite strange. But, yeah, um, I, I think yeah. that I think the general vibe that I've gotten from the community so far is that they're pr- they're <clears throat> pretty happy with with the with the team overall. Obviously, the omission of Parmenter and Lauren Moore is a good one, which I don't think we discussed um, yesterday in terms of the actual inclusions for Dummies because she's had a great season considering Turner has been been injured for the Swifts. So. Um, you know, uh, very interesting omissions. I think a couple of people that we've spoken to uh, expect them to announce a development squad of some sort. So I think I, um, I imagine, uh, you know, Palm Dog and uh, Palm Dog. Um, you still can't get over that nickname. She, she's she's going to love it. It's oh fine. Oh my um, god! Uh, with uh, with Palm Dog and, and and Lauren Moore, where there's a couple of players that are sort of on the up and up that might get you know an opportunity to play in those developmental sides. And we yeah, said Kate yesterday, Kate Eddie as well. Kate Eddie as well was yeah. another omission. Oh, Kate Eddie as well. Yeah, she's had a great yeah. season. Um, yeah. So it's 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 very it is 
I look at the side and I'm like, this is a good side. I don't really mind it at all, to be honest. I mean, there are obviously parmenters are a pretty big out, I think, and that was the main thing that people were, were saying. Um, you know, people were also saying put Georgie Horchis in when she's played one season at the top level. Don't I don't think she needs to go. Yeah, into that. Uh, 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 Georgie Horchis. Georgie, love you. I she love listens. her. She listens. Oh my God, I love, love you, Georgie. I, not gonna lie, I fangirl, I fangirl over her so badly when I watch her play. She's sorry. Can we just take a minute to talk about Georgie Horchis? <laughs> yeah, well, she is. Um, she's. Oh my God, I can't. I can't deal with her. She's amazing. She, I keep like I keep throwing cushions at the TV whenever I watch her play because she is. She she's plays. everything you want to be, isn't she? <laughs> well, she's that she dynamic has, goal attack. But also, she people don't realize this, and I think people I think people are distracted by her height and her good shooting skills and the fact that she's cute and bubbly. But she has a nipple brain on her that, like, I think probably the only other nipple brain is like that is probably Steph. Yeah, um, so oh, you can see that yeah. she's a. You can see when if, if watch her, if you just watch if you if you watch a replay and you don't focus on anything but her, you can see that her movement patterns always make sense. She drives and it always makes sense. Her placement's always right. She knows what's happening next and what's happening before her. Um, and it, you don't you don't like you don't find many girls like that, um, especially here in Australia. Um, that are real, real thinkers on court. Like she reminds me a lot of like she, like her and Steph have that, you know, that real innate ability to read the game really well. Um, and just Georgie's placement on the ball. Like she knows the type of ball to give. She knows where she's going. She knows where she's not going. She knows how to get out. Like she knows how to get out when she's been, um, like when she's been covered. Um, and I think people, I think people are like, people don't see that because the hype is that she's you know she's young and she's cute and she can shoot from anywhere and she's but she's got real real skill on her so i think you know it'll be massive there'll be massive pressure on her to deliver um next year because that's always yeah. what it's like you know when a young gun comes out it's you know everyone gives like just your first year but i think i think she'll be fine because she's not doing well because she's um a, a brand new player and, and is shooting well and, and, and notice she's doing well because she can really really play netball like play netball um she, she's yeah she, her movement patterns are amazing I love watching her yeah if you're the Thunderbirds you have to be really fucking happy with how she's come out exactly yeah. they've got a, they've got a good future out of them the Thunderbirds yeah um, I will ask this question do you know anything about what's happening with Seabass with who Seabass is she going to Fever? the magic ooh do you know oh sorry did you say Seabass Seabass yeah <laughs> You did a full Mariah Carey, like, like, I don't know her. (laughs) (laughs) No, oh my God, no. No, no, I thought you said, do you know what's happening with fever? Like, as in West Coast fever. I was like... Oh, uh, no, no, no. (laughs) You're like, girl, what are you talking about? Um, (laughs) No, um, yeah, no. Sea bass. Yeah, sea bass. Caitlin Bass. No, I don't know her. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, No, uh, I don't know. I know that... um, Oh man, missed opportunity. The Giants missed opportunity. Like the, the whole season has been a missed opportunity. Um, but um, yeah, I think I've heard she's in massive negotiations with um, some Kiwi franchises. Yeah, which magic. Could, which would be oh my god, a scandal. Honestly, it would just be scandalous. It's um, the fact that we can't find space for the Australian Diamonds captain is quite interesting. Um, <laughs> Yes, it is very slight problem. Give, uh, it's problematic, to be honest. It's real yeah. problematic because it's it's the equivalent of of the ANZ being like, we don't want to put Amelia on court, and Amelia has nowhere else to go in this country. Like, 
you know damn well that's never going to happen over there so it's very interesting that it's happened here and to such a player with I think once again Caitlin, Bell Caitlin Bassett excuse me has been woefully underutilized this season which is weird because this is a season where she should dominate even more given she's a rebounding monster and also just, just you can feed her in the post like exactly yeah you yeah. still got 10 minutes with one point yeah like. exactly the Giants oh yeah Look, that's none of my business. The Giants. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm not going to go there because it's just—it's <laughs> yeah, a that's, lot. It, it's clear that it's—it's it's clear that she's not that Bess is not in favor. Like you can just see in the way that they interact on the bench that Bess is not in favor, which is, which is like it's not a good. Like Lisa's right, it's not good for the psyche of the Australian captain. Um, did you just say Lisa's sort of happy right? Having that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> When she wrote that little article, <laughs> it's not good for her psyche, the psyche of the diamonds, to have their captain not on court. But hey, a sign of the times. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, we're going to have to leave it there because we uh, have to be down at Nissan Arena very soon. So, uh, awesome. um, fun times. Junior, uh, thank you so much for coming onto the show and, and making time um, for us. Uh, this has been on the cards, um, you know, even pre my mind for a, a, a while. So, uh, thank you. For um, for coming on, we're all obviously um have a safe trip. When are you go- when are you going over to New Zealand? Next weekend. Uh, next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Next well, Saturday. Let's um, well, let's try let's try and get you on after this series so you can de debrief us of, of the whole experience because it's going to be um excellent. I don't think we can access watching it over here, can we? Uh, yeah, we should yeah, be able I to think, stream it. Yeah, okay. I think yeah. Sky TV. Uh, Broadcasting it and they're doing like a, sh- a live stream online, like they okay, did last terrific. year. Yeah, because right. outside outside of New Zealand, you can get it on the Silver Ferns website. Oh, dope! Or okay, the great, NZ great, Premiership great, great, great. website. Okay. It's they either platform. Spot on. Okay, cool. Yeah, That's good cool. to know. Well, yeah. Once those links come through and stuff like that, we'll share that on our socials too. Absolutely. So. Um, as always, you can get us on facebook.com forward slash the gold circle. Come and message us and hang out with the uh, with the greatest community on earth. It's the best netball community on earth. Um, Luke and I have been sharing all the signing news as signing news comes in. Uh, all funny, different things. If you want to shoot us a message with some questions, we do have a questions episode coming up. with. We had a, quite a few coming in for abs, so we're going to uh, throw them uh, at her next week. Um, you can get us on Instagram as well. Let us know if you're listening with a screenshot or like share that you're listening to it on Instagram, the Gold Circle Pod um, on IG, um, and I'll comment and I'll share it on our little uh, Instagram as well. Um, you can get us on Twitter at BLT underscore 86 and at Bleakster, B-L-E-E-K-S-T-E-R. And Junior, what was yours? Yours is at Junior Levi underscore, right? Yep. Yep, there yes, you go. Yes. Mainly because I followed you yesterday when you said react to Twitter. So. <laughs> I'm back. Like, oh my God, yeah. I revived my Twitter yesterday from the depths. Did you, how many notifications did you have? You would have had like... I had like thousands. I ended up just del- like I deleted deleted them all. Yeah, I just deactivated it and then just made my Twitter handle the same as my Instagram handle. I was like, oh yes, now I'm a real celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, come and tweet with us. Um, you know, obviously, Junior's back on the uh, the old tweet wagon. So and Junior, I'm sure I'm not to, not to uh, pressure you, but I'm sure you'll be sharing some of your experiences over um over in New Zealand as well. So I think that um, oh, the wider community is the- very keen to see that. Not even the nipple world. The world needs to be very, very ready because when I'm in quarantine, videos will be made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Videos video will be made. <laughs> Memes. Oh, absolutely. Like TikTok. No, I'm more than TikTok. I'm real choreography. You're going to see Bring It On. I love 
love it. You're going to see you bring it on. You're going to see some singing. You're going to see some dancing. You're going to see a little role play. All that stuff. Oh, role play. Yeah, Luke's eyes just lit up. I think I think that's for OnlyFans, isn't it? Not TikTok. Oh, my God. Because you imagine... Yeah, well, <laughs> look, it's a strong image uh, to imagine. Uh, I tell you. Um, Poor Nick. Um, and you can get us, uh, if you wanted the old uh, email as well, thegoldcircle.gmail.com, you can send us uh, any emails there. Um, uh, another thing that we want to note, uh, you can also leave us a review on iTunes. So if you're listening to it on your favorite podcast apps, please leave us a review. Um, five stars only, like we've, we've been saying. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate it. Five stars only. Um, we're actually renaming the show Five Stars Only. Um, oh, uh, but yeah, leave us a review. We've got a couple of lovely ones over the last couple of weeks, um, and it's great to see some of the um, the reviews uh, come in. It's just really sweet that you you're all still listening. So um, I think that'll we'll leave it there. Um, I've got to get ready. You've got to get ready, Luke uh, Junior. You've got to get ready. Um, you know, a week in advance before your flight. So uh, you know, it's important <laughs> to start packing now. Get that choreo. Yes, get that choreo. <laughs> yep, you know damn well. <laughs> Uh, But anyway, thank you so much for listening, guys. Enjoy your netball this weekend, and uh, we'll catch you very soon. Bye. Thanks, guys.